703 under the cover of darkness. We are back here for another edition of the Employment Hour Talk Radio AM 640. Phone lines wide open 416-870-6400 star 640 on cell. Want to hear from you tonight. You have concerns about your severance, your pay, your workplace overall. You got to make that decision to call in and we'd love to hear you tonight. We always start with Lior. A ton of stuff we'll get through including the severance pay calculator and the week that was. How was the week, sir? Thanks, Johnny. And, uh, you know, it's just the beginning of the week. We had a long weekend, but certainly over the past uh, seven days or so, lots of new things, lots of people that I discussed uh, employment rights with. And that's what we are hoping to do between 7 and 8 o'clock this evening to answer your questions, to solve your problems, to help you with any issue that you're facing in the workplace. Maybe if you've lost your job, maybe if your boss is mistreating you, uh, you have a question about overtime, hours of work, vacation, severance, Lay it on us. Let's talk. Let's help uh, each other understand those issues. And by asking questions, you're also going to help other people, other listeners who may be facing the same thing. So so don't be bashful. Give us a call. Now, to, to get us uh, started, the week there was a couple situations that over the past seven days or so that I dealt with. First uh, situation I'll tell you about, John, uh, had to do with a, a, fa- a very small family-owned business. It was literally a family-owned business. Uh, a gentleman had owned this company for about 40 years, had uh, only three employees, a small marketing company, and uh, they were doing well, had good relationship, you know, wasn't a, a, a big money maker, but a solid, good business. Unfortunately, the, the person that ran the business uh, had passed away several months ago, and his son took over. Uh, now, unfortunately, the son had a very different view of, of the business. He wanted to, to grow it. He wanted to kind of cut margins um, or sorry, increase margins so that they can make more money. So he did a few things that uh, affected the employees, the three employees that were there. So he started off by uh, reducing everyone's vacation by a couple of days a year, which obviously made people very unhappy. Uh, he then went on to increase the number, number of hours uh, of work. By, they made them work uh, another extra one hour each day. Again, not, not very happy. Uh, he also started micromanaging people, essentially uh, you know, having them report to him about every little minute detail and making their life very uncomfortable in the process. Well, I got a call from all three of these employees. They were very upset. They had worked for a while. They, they had a good relationship with the father that had died. And they wanted to know, what can we do with this situation? We don't want to work here anymore. This is not the environment that we've worked in for the last you know, 15 years or so. Uh, do we have to take this? Is there any recourse? Well, what I told them, and hopefully by now our listeners are going to know where, where I'm going to uh, take this, mm-hmm. I told them this is a constructive dismissal. What the son had done is he changed the terms of employment. He reduced your vacation. He re- increased your hours of work. He uh, micromanaged, made a very uncomfortable work environment. All of those things are exact signs of a constructive dismissal. So you have the right now, the option, to treat your employment as being terminated and leave with severance. Well, John, all three employees decided that they wanted to do that. So now this business is going to have no employees. No. Uh, he's, I don't know how he's going to continue running. Uh, he probably should have thought about that. And, you know, there's a lesson here for employers, which is you have to treat your employees well. You need your employees to, to survive. You need your employees to run your business. So you can't just try to squeeze every last drop from them uh, and, and by doing that, alienate them. So we're going to pursue constructive dismissal. So also for employees out there, if your employer starts changing terms of employment, all of a sudden your work environment, your work uh, terms are not what they used to be, you may not have to take it. You may be able to treat that as a constructive dismissal and leave with severance, John. 
416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. What else you got going on? Second situation, uh, got a call uh, just before the weekend from a, a gentleman who uh, was let go from his company. Now, he had noticed for a while, he had thought for a while they're going to let him go for performance reasons. He did have some performance issues, and he could see the writing on the wall. Now, what happened with him, he was going through some personal issues. Uh, he, he had just recently gotten divorced and uh, a number of other things, and he, he was struggling with his mental health, was seeking medical help. So given that he knew that this is impacting his performance, he decided to tell his employer. He actually sent his employer a detailed email saying, I'm having these issues, I'm, se- I'm seeking medical help, it is impacting my performance, I'm going to try my best to work through it. Well, John, only about three days later, the company lets him go. They say, well, we've made this decision to let you go a while ago before you sent us this note. So it doesn't change anything. We're letting you go for performance reasons. And that's when this gentleman called me and I told him, well, wait a second. It doesn't work that way. They may have decided to let you go before you sent that note for performance reasons. But once they became aware that there's a potentially a medical reason behind your potentially bad performance, they can't just say, well, letting you go for bad performance. At that point, they have to get some more information. They have to know how it's impacting your performance. How long is it going to be? Are you seeking medical treatment, etc.? They can't just let you go when they know there's a medical reason behind your issues with performance. It becomes a human rights issue. So I'm helping him now get not only his severance, but potentially to get human rights damages. So there's a very, very important lesson there for employers and employees. You cannot be let go for bad performance if that performance is excusable, if there's a legitimate health reason behind it. If you are let go in that situation, that is completely illegal, John. Greg, let me uh, get you on the line here, get uh, your concern on the air with Lior before we go to break. How are you? Good, how are you? Good, sir. What's uh, what's going on with you? Um, I drive uh, for a company, an auto parts company, and recently they just started a, a new uh, guideline book we all had to sign. Uh, one thing I kind of realized afterwards was one of the things was we weren't allowed to aren't allowed to uh, contest any like speeding tickets or uh, parking tickets or stuff like that. We just have to plead guilty and pay the fine. Um, is that legal? So recently they decided to implement that. Before you could have done it, but right now they've implemented a new policy, I guess, that says you cannot contest tickets. You have to just pay the fine immediately. Okay, so I thought we, like, as a regular driver, we're, we have a right to, you know, go before a judge or a JP and, you know, fight a ticket if we want, but the company says we're not allowed to. I just want to know that. No, no, what I'm, what I'm asking, Greg, this, what you're just telling me, that's a recent thing. Before that, they allowed you to do it. Right now, they've just decided to tell you not to do this anymore. Is that right? Uh, yeah, this was, like, about a month ago, they brought in this new book for us to read through and and sign. Like, I, I've had a couple speeding tickets with this, and I've paid them anyways because I knew I was in the wrong. I was speeding. but uh, So so if this was their policy, and this is something you had agreed on right from the beginning when you started working well, it, it is what it is. If that's what you would agree to, to do, then that's okay. What they can't necessarily do is implement this now. Once you've already been working there and say, now we've, we've made a change. Now if you get a ticket, we're not going to let you contest it. You have to agree to just pay the fine right away. That, that potentially is a significant change, especially for a driver that's on the road a lot, potentially could have you know, more tickets potentially than the average person who doesn't drive for a living. So that could be a constructive dismissal. 
So depending on, on how this may impact your pocket, yeah, that could be something that's a constructive dismissal. You certainly would not have had any obligation to agree to it. So if you think this is going to impact you uh, in, in the pocket, it's going to cost you money, then you and I should talk about this off air and see if it makes sense for you to treat this as a constructive dismissal and leave with severance. So there's no way to actually stop them from doing it. But there may be a way, if you don't want to work there anymore, given, given that new policy, to get you out of there and still get your compensation. Okay, well, thank you very much. And uh, if, if something comes up, I will contact you. And I uh, appreciate the advice. Appreciate Thanks, that, Greg. Greg uh, moving forward, the number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred again one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Your call uh, calls as well here tonight, right up until eight o'clock four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on sale. It's the Employment Hour Talk Radio AM six forty seven fourteen. The Wednesday edition of the Employment Hour here on Monday nights as well at seven o'clock, and of course the weekend shows as well. Your phone calls always priority on the show. Love hearing from you, Mitch. Good evening. How are you? Good, sir. What's uh, what's going on with you? Lior's there. I uh, I was working for a company. I'm a superintendent. Um, I worked for a company. Uh, I had a workplace injury, a torn meniscus in my right knee. Um, the company itself uh, lied in a statement to workers' comp, which caused me almost nine, nine and a half months, ten months of no work. Couldn't draw unemployment because I'd been classed as uh, injured, so it made me ineligible. Finally, um, it was it was figured out that they had lied in the statement. Workers' compensation forced them to bring me back, um, according to the those those laws. Uh, I was then terminated on a layoff uh, in November of last year. Well, roughly around this time, the job was not complete. Um, I was never given severance. And, and uh, I really, at the time, was more focused on staying afloat because I was in financial ruin. Uh, it cost me almost $60,000 to carry myself during that period. Um, workers' comp finally came through, but they came through with, like, it was only $22,000. So I'm curious, was am I able to, to get something out of this organization? Because, number one, I believe it was a wrongful dismissal. Number two, they didn't really give a rat's patat about myself and my family. And I'd worked for them for three years. Now, uh, Mitch, what kind of job? What were you doing? I'm a superintendent in construction. We were building dams. Okay, superintendent. There was no union, am I right? No. Okay. So, uh, and how old are you, Mitch? I'm 51. So, Mitch, uh, two things. Number one, of course you get severance. Not even a question. Someone in your situation, probably as much as five, six months pay. Okay? So, five to six months pay is what you would get. So, that's what makes it a wrongful dismissal, the fact that you were let go without severance. A lot of people, a lot of employers think that in construction there's no severance. Mm -hmm. That's 100% wrong. We've talked about this before on the show. So, that's the easy part. You get severance. Now, the other part is if they let you go even in part because of your injury or, or your medical condition, well, that, well, wait a second. Not, forget just wrongful dismissal. Now, it's also a human rights issue. It's illegal. So, given that, there's a lot for you and I to talk about, Mitch, probably more than we can talk right now on the show. So, yes, you're owed compensation. Uh, you're owed wrongful dismissal damages. You're also owed potentially human rights damages. So you and I really need to connect and speak off air so we can get to the bottom of this, and I can help you get the compensation that you're owed. Don't let them get away with it, Mitch. They owe you compensation. Well, you know what? You're a godsend. I mean, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you how much just hearing that from you means to me at this moment. So, um, yes, I'll definitely reach out to you. 
uh, immediately, probably tomorrow. And uh, I look forward to sitting down with you. And again, I, I, I just think this show rocks. Uh, man, I admit you're a good man. Here's the uh, here's the number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Or you can email as well. Do both. Why not? Lior L I O R at employmenthour.com. Brilliant phone call. Smart by uh, Mitch to make that call. Ron, good evening. How are you? Hi. How you doing, Lee? I'm doing great. How you doing? Good, good, Lee. I just wanted to hear your thoughts on, like, I, you know, the, the work that you do. It's very uh, admirable and stuff, but there's always a blowback to it. And you know, as we see a lot more and more companies, um, you know, not considering Ontario as a place to set up business, due to a lot of these, you know, on human rights and employee rights and stuff like this. I mean, in a global world that we now live in, where companies can export jobs all over the globe, I mean, uh, how, how is this helping the economy? Well, you know, here's the thing. I mean, you're asking me a political question, which which is fair. I'm really big on making sure that the laws are enforced. I don't make up the laws. And, and you know, there's people that are smarter than me, maybe, uh, that, that make up those laws. And they decide what they are. And, and my, it's my job and people like, like me to make sure that those laws are enforced and that people are aware, mm-hmm. are aware of their laws and, and their rights. Now, listen, at the end of the day, employees are what drives businesses. There's no businesses without employees. Employees have to have certain rights and protections. Uh, so I can understand why we have laws protecting employees. So it's not the Wild West. But at the end of the day, you know what? If the laws change, the laws change. I just want to make sure that people are aware of their rights, that people are not afraid to pursue their rights. Uh, and you know what? It's not that hard, and, and it's not that difficult for employers to comply with their obligations. It, it just takes some forward thinking uh, and some, some planning, and you can do that. It's not that bad. So I don't necessarily buy the excuse for employers to say, oh, it's just too difficult. Now we can't run our business. Yeah, you can. You just have to think about it. You have to understand your rights uh, and your obligations, uh, and, and that's my take on it. Uh, see if we get to uh, John here before a quick break. Hey, John, good evening. Hello. Hi, John. Hello there. Have I got you? We haven't Hello? got John. Hi, John. How are you? You hear me? Doing good yourself? Yeah, we're good. What's uh, what's going on, John? Quickly, how are you? Okay, quickly, uh, what happened is I just recently got uh, information that I need a liver transplant. Uh, it has nothing to do with drinking or anything. And uh, I'm, a, I'm a regional manager with a company. And so I report directly, basically, to the uh, CEO. And uh, when I let them know about this, uh, they weren't too happy because it was the uh, fourth quarter coming up. And I told them, well, this is how I'm feeling. I'm tired. You know, uh, but the transplant can take anywhere from a month to three years, but I'm willing to work some modified duties to come back. He said, well, I don't need you for modified duties because there's nothing you can do at your level just for three, four days. So just go on sick leave because we have nothing modified here for you. I'm wondering, can they do that? No, uh, John, they they cannot do that. They have an obligation to accommodate. That's a very strict obligation, which means that even if it's not easy for them, they have to accommodate, and that may mean modified duties, modified hours, flexibility in terms of where you do the work, maybe letting you do more work from home. It's not up to them. I understand that for some employers, they would rather not do that. They would rather you work if you can work fully or not work at all. 
Uh, but that doesn't work that way. So that's a human rights violation. That's a classic human rights violation. So if they won't let you uh, work with modified duties, you have to give me a call. I can either make them do that or pursue it as a, as a termination and a human rights violation. So no, that, what you've described, John, is completely illegal. I see this all the time. A company cannot do that. Yeah, because when I said that they have to, they, he made it quick basically sound like, well, they're going to watch my every move when I get back, see if timelines are done, and that's stressing me out because I know I can't get my job done in three days, but it usually takes me seven days, right? So, yeah, I'll definitely... Well, then, you know what, John? Then, then it doesn't seem like they're going to cooperate, so we may have to get you out of there with compensation. Again, don't let them get away with that. That is illegal how they're, they're acting. They need to, to be more accommodating, much, much more accommodating. So you and I really do need to connect off air as soon as possible. John, the number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred 821 5900 Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. We'll take a short break. Lots more of your calls coming up. Lines are open. We got some 416 416- 870-6400-640 on your cell. It is 727 in the Employment Hour, right till 8 o'clock, taking your phone calls and your questions. You have concerns, bring them on. Jason, good evening. How are you, pal? Doing well yourself, guys? Good. Uh, what's your question for Lior? I uh, got a couple short ones. I'll try and give you a bit of brief backstory. Mm-hmm. I've been on long-term disability since last August, and uh, I've got a pinched nerve in my neck. Uh the insurance company has been pretty good with me, although they've uh, got their own recommendations for uh, therapists that I've been uh, seeing. But uh, my real concern is uh, the organization I work with has just come up with a new job description for me. Uh, it's quite a lot of changes uh, uh, as far as uh, what I'm needed to do from day to day. And biggest concern for me is also the amount of field work versus office time that I'll be needed to do once I'm able to return, if I'm able to return. And I guess my questions are, should I pursue further discussion with my immediate supervisor and employer uh, as far as the full duties that they're expecting upon my return and what is available as opposed to uh, what I may be capable and require as far as uh, uh, health concerns when I do return to work. So, Jason, first of all, if what they want you to do is something that you're not capable of doing physically, then you simply have to give something from a doctor saying that. You need to provide something from your doctor that makes it clear that for medical reasons you can't do the following or, or here's what you need. And they have to okay. accommodate. They, they can't say, well, too bad, that's the job. They cannot do that. All right. so that may be a, a good starting point uh, to, to simply provide that from, from the doctor and then have a talk to them about how we can make it work out uh, so that uh, you can do a job that makes sense and they can still get uh, meaningful work out of you. Now, uh, if they refuse, if they say, too bad, we don't care what your doctor says, then not only is that a human rights issue, potentially that could be a constructive dismissal, uh, mm-hmm. because they don't have a right to change the terms of your employment that way. So even if your doctor is not, quote-unquote, cooperating, even if the doctor says, I think that you, you can do this job from a medical uh, standpoint, the fact that they changed the job significantly, irrespective of your health, could be a constructive dismissal. So potentially that may allow you to leave with severance. So I do think as a starting point, it is a good idea to sit down with your employer and, and try to work it out professionally and see if you, can, you guys can agree to something that everyone can sure. live with. If you cannot, 
if it's their way or the, or the highway as far as they're concerned, then you have options. Get the doctor's note. If you don't get the doctor's note, it could still be a constructive dismissal. And ultimately, ultimately, if they won't uh, back off, uh, then you can give me a call and I can help you pursue this as a constructive dismissal. But you have options here, so you're not just uh, you know in their hands. You do have a say, and you should definitely talk to them and see if you can resolve it first. Great. That's uh, pretty much what I was hoping to hear. I thought I'd try and give you a call early on as I start hearing about these changes while I'm off. It's uh, something hard to keep up with the changes in the office when you're not there. Sure, sure. So, Jason, I'm going to give you that number again, 1-855-821-5900, 1-855-821-5900. Call Lior. Uh, moving forward, hey, uh, Janet, we'll get you in quickly before I break. How are you? I'm all right, thanks. How about yourself? Okay, what's uh, what's going on with you? So, I got let go last Wednesday, uh, at citing uh, unsatisfactory performance issues. Hmm. In my three years with the company, I never had any bad reviews in my KPIs, so uh, I was a little mystified by the, the dismissal, and uh, when uh, they gave me six weeks, which which I, I thought was outrageous because I, <laughs> I, I just got caught out of the blue. So I'm over 50. I, I just, I, I just am so uh, proud of what I do and how I do it that I, I don't, I don't want, I don't like this this, you know, what are my options? Sure. Now, Jen, I think you said you've been there for three years. And what kind of job? What do you do? Uh, supply planner. Okay. So so let me start off with the, the performance issues or the allegations of performance issues. Ultimately, as long as the company pays severance, they can let someone go even if performance is good. Now, it, it's not, a, it's not a, the right thing to say, it's bad performance if performance is good. It, it's not the, the, the ethical thing. It's not the professional thing to do. But from a legal standpoint, they can make stuff up, quote unquote, as long as they pay severance from a legal standpoint, that's okay. So the issue here legally is that of severance. And you said they offered you six weeks. You're correct that that's not enough. Someone in your situation could be looking at as much as six months pay. So that's several times more than that. So uh-huh. that would be a wrongful dismissal, not because your performance was great and, and they, they essentially lied. It's not because of that. It's because the six weeks was not adequate. Had they offered you six months, I'd be saying to you right now, you know what? Legally, they've done what they're supposed to do, so it is what it is. But they owe you more than the six weeks, so I want to talk to you off air and let's find out exactly uh, you know, some more information and the employment agreement that you've signed. I may change the analysis somewhat. Uh, but this really comes down to whether the six weeks is adequate. And as I said, you're owed more. Okay, terrific. Thank you. You're welcome, Janet. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred is the number. The email, Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. We'll take a short break, get right back at it. Lots more of the Employment Hour. You have plenty of time to call in and talk to Lior and get your uh, questions answered at 738 here right till 8 o'clock. We do Monday uh, night as well at 7 o'clock here in the Employment Hour. On AM 640. In the meantime, you know, just before the break, uh, Leo, you were talking to Janet. You did some quick math in your head. Now, the uh, the wise listener knows this already, and they've used it, the severance pay calculator. That's basically what you did in your head. But please describe how the rest of us can use that and do that, right? Well, yeah, not, not only did I do it with our last call, I think already two or three times on the show today alone, uh, I, I asked people three questions when they, they called. I asked them about the length of their employment, the type of job that they had, and their age. 
And because the reason I ask is those are the factors that help me help anyone determine how much severance someone is owed. So I can do this in my head because I've been doing this for 15 years. So if you tell me those three things, I can give you an accurate assessment of what you wrote. But I wanted everyone and anyone to have access to just that information, even if you haven't been practicing employment law for 15 years. So I created the severance calculator, severancepaycalculator.com. And all you need to do is just log on our website, answer the three questions, age, position, and length of employment, and you're done. It's going to tell you how many weeks or months severance you are owed. It's an accurate tool. It's free. It's anonymous. It's, there's absolutely no strings attached. It's simply there to help people understand and appreciate their rights. So if you lost your job, you're staring at that severance letter right now, you say, how do I know if that six-week offer is adequate? Hmm. Well, simple. Go to severancepaycalculator.com, find out in about 10 seconds exactly if it's adequate, if it's not, how much more you're owed. And if you want to, you have the option to contact me directly from the severance calculator, only if you want to, you don't have to, in severancepaycalculator.com. In between our phone calls, I want to chat a little bit about uh, off-duty contact because it's a subject we don't uh, often uh, get to, so we'll get to that. Can, can an employee let go for cause for something like he did when he wasn't at work? Is that possible? Yeah, and, and you know, we see this happening now often, uh, certainly in the age of social media and people doing things, saying things on social media, and, and you know, maybe the employer finds out they're not happy about it. So, so the questions become, can they do that? You know, if I'm not at work, isn't it my time? Can I just not do whatever I want? And why should my employer care? Why should my employer be able to do something uh, to me if I did something off work when I wasn't on the clock, when I wasn't being paid? John, the answer is, is that, yes, your employer can let you go because of something that you did off work. Uh, depending on what it is, there may be enough of a connection between the conduct and the workplace. It may make your employer look bad. It may, uh, it may uh, make it difficult to continue working. So if you did something off work, don't assume, don't assume that your employer uh, can't touch you, that it's off limits. No, not at all. So you have to be careful when it comes to your conduct, not just at work, but also when you're off work. Is there situations where it could be more likely to be let go, like maybe have a, you know, a few too many libations at the old company Christmas party, that type of thing? <laughs> well, certainly in, in, if it's a workplace event, let's start with that. You asked me about you know, for the Christmas party. The Christmas party is considered work. Whenever you're in a work function, maybe you guys go to uh, uh, a Christmas party or you, you have some sort of a pub night together as a, as a company. If you're in a company event, it's company time. So, so right there, you know that if something happens there, it's as if it happened in the office. Mm. But there are situations, of course, where you, you, you may be completely on your time, but it's more likely that the employer will have cause to let you go. Obviously, if you, uh, you know, commit some sort of a, a serious crime, especially if it's a type of, you know, a violent crime, the employer may say, well, I'm not comfortable having you here in the workplace and exposing you to the other employees, or those employees are not going to be comfortable working with you, even though whatever it is you did was off work. So certainly in those situations, that may be more difficult to continue working, and it may be easier for the employer to let you go for cause. But also in situations where uh, maybe what you've done is very you know, controversial, and it can make your employer look bad. You've made some sort of a, an, a racist statement. Uh, so your employer is going to say, well, wait a second, how are we going to have you working here? It's going to reflect badly on us. Other people are not going to think highly of us. They're going to think we support those views. So you know, something like that, making a, a, let's say a, a racist or a sexist 
a statement or, or taking some sexist action could be cause for termination because it just makes it difficult or impossible to continue employing the individual. We'll talk more about off-duty contact. Take a short break. Your phone calls got open lines right till 8 o'clock, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. This is the Employment Hour right here, Talk Radio, AM 640. 747, we'd love to hear from you here and uh, talk to Lior, get your questions answered, prepared to do so right up until 8 o'clock tonight. Uh, Ian, good evening. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Great. So you got a question for Lior. Go ahead. Yes, I do. First, I want to say, Lior, yeah, uh, you've been on the air, how about what, two years now? Oh, not uh, four, four, right? Four. Yeah. Four? Okay. My apologies, my sincerest apologies, but I think I caught you when you had your second uh, by your second broadcast, and I've been listening to you ever since. Nice. Well, awesome. Really appreciate it. Really do. <laughs> anyway, okay, got a quick, uh, quick uh, scenario for you. My son um, was working for a, a landscaping company, and um, landscaping company, he worked there for uh, three and a half weeks, four weeks. And landscaping company um, didn't pay him for the first uh, week um, working. Uh, and uh, he kept asking, where's my first two weeks? Where's my first two weeks? And the, the answer was that the uh, accountant uh, wasn't, uh, was away on holidays. In any case, now the um, owner decides to pay him for the first week out of his pocket, cash. And now, uh, uh, fast forward, uh, we are going to small claims court. The employer um, is taking my son to small claims court for $400. They said he paid him cash for work done. So is he saying that your son didn't do the work? Uh, no. He's saying he wants my son to pay the $400 back that he paid cash. But why? Why? I mean, there's got to be a reason. It's uh, that They're saying that he ended up getting paid by check, so he got paid by check and by cash, so you should return the cash? No. What's he saying? No, that's 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 the thing. Uh, there's no there's no paper trail, not not whatsoever, of the first week he worked the first week like gratis. Right, but, but I'm pretty sure. Again, I obviously, obviously haven't seen the, this lawsuit, but I'm, I would think that the employer would say he should pay me back because there would be a because, and that's what I'm curious yeah. about. What's the because? Because what? Because yeah. I paid him more than I should have, because he lied to me, because he didn't work, because what? No, yeah, no, he worked, and uh, that's that's the that's the that's the thing we're at now. He's taking a small claim course for four hundred dollars. He wants back for paying him cash, working for his company, and for the first first week's work. Well, I don't know why. I mean, I I, I can't answer that question, but what All I can right. tell you is, yeah. if your if your son worked. Uh, and earn that money, then he gets the money, whether it's cash or check, doesn't matter. So yeah. he's not gonna, the owner's not going to get it back. Now, okay. for, because it's $400 as, as a practical matter, it doesn't make sense for you to retain either a lawyer or a paralegal. So I would leave it to you and your son to deal with it uh, as, as a practical matter. With 400 bucks, it doesn't make sense. In fact, it doesn't even make sense for the, the, the owner to sue for that because just filing paper is like 150 bucks or something like that. Yeah. That's what, yeah, well, it cost, well, it cost me 
fifty yeah. bucks to uh, do a defense. Yeah, it cost him more to, to, to start the, the lawsuit. So it, it really doesn't make any sense. I, I really don't understand why he would ever do that. For I don't know if I've ever seen a small claims action for 400 bucks. I, I mean, I, it, it's uh, almost incredible to me. So if he, all I can tell is if he worked it, he, he's, he got paid, and there's no way in that he's going to have to pay it back. Uh, and hopefully uh, this gets dismissed very quickly. And it's really silly for someone to take legal action over 400 bucks. It's just not practical. But he did it. Now I, I suggest you make sure it gets dismissed. Ian, appreciate that call. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Got a couple minutes left here. You want to call in? We'll take our last short break and get lots more of the employment hour for your Wednesday evening Going just after this. Talk radio, AM 640. And outside of show hours, one 821 5900 to get a hold of Lior. Write that number down, use it, or email Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com, which is the way uh, Miriam contacted us. says, after I was let go, I signed my termination paper without speaking to a lawyer because I was very emotional and under a lot of stress. I think my severance offer was not good. Is there anything I can do about it? You know, John, probably that email, and I get lots of calls like that, probably one of the, the type of call or email I hate the most because I can't help the person. Let's face it, when you lose your job, it is a stressful time. And then for some people, it could feel like their world is crumbling around them. Uh, you know, you lose your job. What are you going to do all of a sudden? You, you lose part of your identity. You have to worry about paying your bills and your kids and, and, and every, everything that goes with it. So it is a stressful time. And then you have the severance letter in front of you that you have to sign and there's a deadline. So a lot of people really find that very difficult and they end up signing because they just don't want to deal with it and they're stressed out. And I get it. I completely, completely get it. I may, you know, if I wasn't a lawyer and I was let go and I had a severance package, I may have signed it myself because of that. That said, all that said, uh, and for Miriam and people like Miriam out there, once you sign it, despite the pressure, despite the stress, you can't get out of it. Okay, it is just the way our laws are. I didn't decide that. It's just the way it is. So I can't help you if you sign it. So please, if you, despite all that, get some advice. Make sure you understand what you're signing before you sign it. Once you sign on that bottom line, it's too late to go back. Morris, we'll get you in here the last couple minutes of the show tonight. How are you? I'm, I'm good. Thank you. Good. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I've got an issue regarding my, my wife. She went on short 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 term she has rheumatoid arthritis it's an onset she's had some problems with her hands she's had two operations on one hand one on the other hand and in the meantime she ended up with a with a bone infection in her foot which is being dealt with by by a, a surgeon at a later date and because of the length of time that this has all happened She's now um, gone gone through her uh, short term, and now she's on the long term. And now the place that she works for is now stating that they've given her a, a, a date where she's going to have to go on per- permanent. But I'm saying that with the repair of her of her feet, she possibly could get cured by the uh, the medicine that that she she needs to go mm-hmm. on. Uh, the um, the biologics is a is, is a hit and miss until they find the actual one that works to uh, control her uh, rheumatoid. But right now, what we're looking at is we got a, a letter. They're more or less saying they're going to kick her out of the uh, the organization. Wow. Okay, so, Morris, we have like ten seconds here, so I have to be quick. 
I want to know how do I shorten that? (laughs) No, I I understand. I get it completely. So what I want you to do, because we only have 10 seconds, I want you to call me off here. John John will give you the number in a second. I want to see that letter. Ultimately, very quickly, she can be off as long as she needs to be off to get better. The employer can't let her go, can't make her life more difficult, can't play games. If they do, I can help her. So give me a call as soon as possible. Morris, please, 1-855-821-5900. Again, 1-855-821-5900. That is a number for you as well. If you didn't call through tonight, you want to call Lior at a later date, that is the number to use. It is Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. And find out what that severance offer really should be topped out, the maximum amount, by law. Severancepaycalculator.com. Till next time, the Employment Hour, Talk Radio, AM 640.